0: Let's go, girls.
1: This is Jennifer Blom and Wendy Weiss on on KTRS. KTRS! Brought to you by STL Medical Weight Loss. See the Dr. Joe difference at stlmedweightloss.com.
0: Good morning, everyone. Happy Valentine's Day, Wednesday, February the 14th. Welcome to the Jennifer and Wendy Show. Not if you care for me.
2: Get used to this today.
0: Stay,
1: little
2: Valentine. Stay. And while
0: we play this, I want to tell you our very special Valentine's promotion presented by Herbaria, Walter No Flores, and Newsteaders Fine Jewelry has a winner. Shirley Massa was nominated by her husband Emile Massa. Here's what he said about Shirley: "Been married for 43 years. Last September, was in my recliner, my heart quit." She saved my life. Love, my girl, Cheryl. Congratulations, Shirley, from burial. Walter Noel, Flores, Newsteaders Fine Jewelry, and all of us here at the
2: Big 550. How sweet is Mm -hmm. that? (laughs) I think, you know what? I think one of the things we love most about Valentine's is the music. Yes. You know? Yes. Just the love songs and hearing McGraw and Zach and Rose playing the... Um they, they were playing Barry White and um, Frank Sinatra. I think it really is. It's the we love love songs, too. In yes. addition to loving love, we love love songs.
0: Yes, we do. Coming up in this hour, we will chat with author Greg Horowitz in the Jennifer and Wendy Book Club. Jay O'Brien joins us from ABC News. And then a young woman named Erica Miller, who has a little business called The Chocolate Rooster, Came on our show, I I think it's been a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And she actually worked at Westport, but on the side, she would go to farmer's markets and she made the most delicious gooey butter cupcakes and chocolate cupcakes. And lo and behold, recently, Wendy and I, we have monitors in the studio. We looked up, the Drew Barrymore show was on, and there was Erica Miller. And I was like,
2: oh my gosh, (laughs) she's hit the big time. Yeah, you're like... I guess she doesn't need any PR help. She's on Drew Barrymore. Now, I know that Max
0: eats on the Forest Park Community College. That restaurant carries her gooey butter cupcakes. But she'll join us in the studio, and we'll find out. I love the way you say
2: gooey butter, by the way.
0: <laughs> gooey well, she butter. quit her day job. I don't blame because her. Because now the Chocolate Rooster, you can follow her on Facebook, is off and running. And, oh, my gosh, is she good at what she does. So Erica Miller will join us in the studio At 1135 on this Valentine's Day.
2: Do you remember any particular, I mean, I know that you are obviously madly in love, but do you remember Mm -hmm. being a kid and I'm trying to remember if there was like a Valentine's because everybody would get a Valentine's Mm -hmm. on Valentine's Day and that just meant the world, you know, and then when you, oh my gosh, you knew that it was like big time when you would get a sucker. Right. Right. There's some of the Valentines had and this is when you were like rich Connor. You had like they were there would be like the little holes in the card and then you'd get a sucker. Yes. And it was like, oh my gosh. Um but if the boy that you liked or the girl that you liked or whatever um if gave you a val- I mean that was a that was a big thing. It was and it was a big
0: thing in school and for some reason my family of origin was not always the greatest at remembering people's birth, birthdays. You know, you'd get a birthday card whenever, any time in the year. But Valentine's Day was a big deal in That's our family. That's
2: what you said. But is that because your parents were so
0: romantic? I think so. And for years and years, I have fallen away from it now. But they sent us Valentine's cards as young adults. We sent it to them. We sent it to our siblings. We don't do it anymore. There's just three siblings left. No sure. parents but it was a family <laughs> it was like a family holiday it was really fun and my parents were just so romantic that's really
2: neat that that you were raised that way um less romantic i've been dying to tell you this i've been dying to tell you this and we've just been so busy and this is such an odd thing to talk about but um when you when you discover something and i didn't discover it our daughter maggie discovered it um the it's called the, and this is not... I just want to be very, very clear. This is not a Valentine's Day suggestion. Okay. For those of you who are out <laughs> there who are clueless, who may or may not be men, do not think of this as a Valentine's gift. Um, the, it is called the Little Green Machine from Bissell. I'm writing it, it, is, it down. It is absolutely positive, And of course, because you with Polly, but it's not... In any way, shape, or form, going to take the place of your local carpet cleaning company. It just won't. But if you have stains in your carpet that you cannot, and this is not a commercial, this is, mm-hmm. trust me, this is not a commercial. This is just, I can't believe how amazing this thing is. Mm. And it's not much bigger. Than the, than the, you know, we were talking about the old beauty parlors back in the day. It, it's not much bigger than the old commercial hair dryers, you know, what they looked like. It's very compact. It's very, very easy to use. If I can use it, Jennifer, you can most assuredly use it. <laughs> and any basic potato out there with ears can also use it. Um, but we had some spots when you have grandchildren. Things get spilled, grandchildren, dogs, parties, and so um, this thing—it's—it's it's really quite amazing. Mm. There's a solution that you buy, and I just—I if you have anything that requires, because it—I just didn't—I've you know I'm old and I'm cynical, and I didn't think it would work that well, but it completely transformed um, certain areas of our carpet and will extend the life of that carpet, which is. Really great, but it's called a little green machine from, from Bissell. Bissell. Yes, mm.
0: the Royal Bank of Missouri tax lines open at eight four one two six, uh, and we we love hearing from you. Somebody just bought the green machine on a friend's wedding registry, and I think I forgot to say good morning to Connor. Connor good McCarthy's morning, here Connor. with us as well. Good morning, happy, happy Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Did you
2: sleep? Oh yeah. yeah, I was I'm... thinking about him on the way in. When he said to us yesterday, I woke up at 4 in the yeah, night, I couldn't get back to I sleep. Yesterday, I woke
1: up at 4.30 and I couldn't get back to sleep. And then he That's said,
2: just... does that ever happen to the two of you? And we just looked at him and said, welcome to our world. Welcome to our world. Yes. Um, this we felt is, your pain. Yes, we did. This is the big day. This is the big day. Yes, it is Ash Wednesday. It is the beginning of Lent. It is Valentine's Day. And I think... In the same way that my dad used to wait until December 24th at uh, 5 o'clock in the afternoon to start his Christmas shopping, there are some of you out there who have not taken care of your Valentine yet. So there's just one word you have to remember, and that word is newsteaders. That is a name. Newsteaders Fine Jewelers. They are at Doherty Ferry and Big Bend uh, they have been in business since nineteen sixty one They are a very very, very good, good dear friend of of this show and this radio station. Um, we have all done business with newsteaders. Um, they have everything that you need to 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 get that that reaction that you 're looking for and I think if we 're honest you're looking for a couple tears and she 's going to shed them when she sees that beautiful purple box from Newsteaders. Um, They have things at all price points, even, and they really specialize, I think, just because of how wonderful they are. They're very comfortable people uh, to work with, and they're going to have fun with you, and they're going to make it a fun experience. The website is wowdiamonds.com. That is wowdiamonds.com, and I have to emphasize this very frequently today – Every price point, every price point, every price point still gets you that beautiful purple velvet box and a tier. There's no doubt about it. Please go into Stutters Fine Jewelry. You will absolutely love them and tell them that the big 550 sent you.
0: On the Royal Banks, Missouri, text 984126, Justin says, are you guys sold on Hawaiian pizza? Happy Valentine's Day.
2: <laughs> I I think it is an abomination in the eyes of God, if that doesn't put it too, am, am I, if I'm not being too melodramatic about it. I'm kidding, of course. It's polarizing. It is. Why is everything, I guess in a red and blue world, everything is polarizing. But I've never been able to, I don't want blackberries on my pizza yeah. either. Right? My
0: friend Jean loves it. Uh, where do you stand on Hawaiian pizza, Connor?
1: I, I do not like it. The oh, pineapples yeah. I, I don't
0: it, Is it,
2: it Josh? Does Josh somebody likes I don't pineapple? Know. No idea. I like on pineapple, a... just not on my pizza. No. <laughs> I, I want it in a cake where it belongs. That's according <laughs> right. and that's according to God's plan. Or nude. Or nude. You know, yeah. uh, <laughs> fresh pineapple. Yeah, fresh pineapple Can't is great. I'm just afraid of anything where you have to use a you know, like almost like a sickle mm-hmm. to get into
0: it. So what's your favorite rom com there was research done by Hello Millions. They analyzed 50 romantic comedies. Amelie, that quirky Oh, French. I never saw
2: it. Oh,
0: you've got to see it. That that was number one out of 50. Really? I've never seen The 40-Year-Old Virgin, and that ranked very high. That was second of the favorite rom-coms. I didn't even know it was a rom-com.
1: Amelie being first feels very snobby.
0: Does it? Have you seen it?
1: Yeah, yeah. But this, like, small French film from 20 years Mm, ago is the mm -hmm. best rom-com of all time. All right.
0: Legally Blonde. Love that. uh, Was high. The Christmas classic, The Holiday. Um, I did
2: not like that. I'm trying to, I know I saw it, but is that when the women change? Yes. Okay. That's when Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet... Um, I didn't, I don't know why I didn't like it. I, I just, I wasn't crazy about it. Uh, I think my problem is I'm not crazy about Jack Black mm-hmm. and they kind of made him sort of a romantic yeah, I know what you mean. lead, even though I like him in certain situations. I like him in a, just a straight up, maybe, you know, more of a slapstick thing, but in terms of like a romantic lead, I don't think so. How to lose a
0: guy in 10 days ranked Third, that's a funny one. That was a funny one. Meet the parents, that was funny, and Serendipity. I never saw. I I don't even know who was in that, but that that came in the top ten. I love you, man. I've never seen that from two thousand nine. What's your favorite rom com? I love an affair to remember.
2: Affair to remember. I don't know if it's a rom
0: com. It's a Christmas movie, but I just love that. I never saw Wedding Crashers.
2: Wedding Crashers is um, two thousand five. There's a lot of nudity in the beginning mm-hmm. of of Wedding Crashers. Um, it's it's a typical Vince Vaughn, Luke or Owen Wilson vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more for guys than it is for girls. Mm-hmm. More of a guy movie maybe so dismissive of it that movie's no. great no i don't no <laughs> no, no, well, no no no, no. A guy. no. Yeah. And that's what i mean i think it's i think it's sort of like a it's like a comedy love story and that's how guys like their love stories you know yeah with some nudity and some <laughs> bro humor listen to this from the royal banks missouri text line
0: this morning i told my wife she is like, Jesus, I don't deserve her either. Try to beat that one. Wow. <laughs> best rom-com from the six through six Overboard.
2: Did you ever see that? No. Is one that... of the best lines of, it, one of the best last lines of any movie, anywhere. Okay, well, I'm
0: going to have to watch it. Was Goldie Hawn in that or was she in The Proposal?
2: She was in, um, she was in Overboard. The Proposal, I think, was Sandra Bullock and Ryan... Reynolds, I think, and it's really, really cute. Really mm-hmm. cute. Um, I love anything with Sandra Bullock in it. Um, I loved her in, help me. Miss America. Miss Congeniality. Miss Congeniality. Absolutely. And then what was the... the movie about two the week, bus. Two Weeks Notice. <laughs> oh, um, I never I never saw that. Um, but Two Weeks Notice with Hugh Grant. Mm-hmm. Is really good
0: from the three one four most romantic movie of all time, Doctor Zhivago. Never saw that. I saw
2: it years and years ago, which I I can't believe I've never seen it. But uh, I've never seen it from the
0: three one four. Are you kidding me? One of my favorite movies is Wedding Crashers. Amanda,
2: I'm a girl. That's okay, and I, <laughs> yeah. I I'm 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 nobody. I'm nothing. I'm not I'm not I'm not a Rotten Tomatoes credited. <laughs> I'm not a. This is just my this is just my opinion, right? I just when there are you know lots and lots of naked women in the beginning of a movie, that is telling me that's a guy movie that it's kind of a that it's kind of a guy movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still some really funny moments in it. There's no doubt about that. I just don't, I just wouldn't think of it as a as a rom com. But I respect your right to. Do whatever, watch Just whatever. Just like that,
0: that one Christmas movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, which is not a Christmas movie at all. It's very violent. I tried to watch it with Mark last year, but people call it a Christmas movie. Eight four one two six. I can't think of the name. Are you of thinking it. of you Die Hard, hard with, uh, Bruce, with Willis? Bruce Willis?
2: A oh, Bruce Willis. That's okay. Yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Was I don't Arnold think I, in that? No. Okay. I don't think you know they who it kind of, was. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Anytime there's like explosives, <laughs> they all sort of blend, <laughs> blend together. together. But. um... Um, Snape. Why can't I? Why am I blanking? Snape. That's Professor Snape here. was Professor in the Snape? movie.
1: Oh, the actor. The
2: actor. Alan. Alan. Uh... Alan, Alan. Alan. Oh boy. Eight four one two six. We know you have all the answers, Alan and Rickman? that's why you're part of this show. Alan Rickman. Anyway, if <laughs> if I, you know, the only name I'm thinking about right now is Walter Noel Florist, uh, because. When it comes to Valentine's Day, Walter Knoll, oh, oh my look. goodness, look at that timing. Wow, they just arrived. Oh my gosh. Thank and you, the Mike nicest, Dorsey. <gasps> the ni-
0: oh. Did you do
2: that on purpose?
0: Wow.
2: Oh, wow. We have the most gorgeous Walter Knoll flowers in the world just delivered wow. by our boss. Wow. Do you see why we love working here? <laughs> um, and you're going to love Walter Knoll Florists. Maybe some of, I mean, everybody who lives here. You know about Walter Knoll. Um, If you've just moved here and many people are moving into the area and you're wondering where to get fresh flowers, please don't buy them at the supermarket. Supermarkets are great for food, but you want to have uh, the very best of the best when it comes to fresh flowers. That will last. We have not been able to figure out. Walter won't tell us the secret, we don't know whether there is androstenedione, you know, the floral <laughs> uh, version of androstenedione. There has to be some kind of steroid involved because these things last and last and last. And speaking of price points, they have things in every price point, but they are all absolutely gorgeous The website is easy to use. We love Walter Knoll Florist. They love flowers. They know flowers. And you will love Walter Knoll too. WKF.com and Happy Valentines from the crew at Walter Knoll Florist.
1: Now it's time for the Jennifer and Wendy Book Club. It's called reading. Top to bottom, left to right. Group words together as a sentence. Presented each week by the St. Louis County Library. On the Big 550. Well, you see, I spell them like they sound, you know. KTRS.
0: On Thursday of this week at 7 o'clock, you'll want to head to the Daniel Boone branch of the St. Louis County Library so you can see Greg Hurwitz, who is author of Lone Wolf, an Orphan X novel. Orphan X is someone who will risk anything to help the truly desperate. And in this book, in the series, the truly desperate is a little girl who wants to find her missing dog. Greg, thank you for joining Wendy and me.
3: Thanks for having me on.
0: How many books are in this Orphan X series? And can you tell us a little more about Orphan X?
3: Yeah, this is the ninth one in the series, though you can I, – I make sure there's a jumping-on point for readers uh, for every new book. So you don't necessarily have to start at the beginning, though if you're a series reader, you're certainly welcome. And Orphan X is, is the code name of Evan Smoke, who was taken out of a foster home at the age of 12 and trained to be an assassin for the U.S. government. And we pick him up um, after he's left the program – uh, and, you know, the programs pursuing him, his moral compass was not aligned with the things he was being asked to do. And now he lives off the grid and he helps people who are in desperate need. They have nowhere else to turn and they're being terrorized by a person or group of people. And they can call his encrypted number, one eight five five two nowhere which anyone can call and you can see what can happen. And he, he will do anything to help them. And in this case, it starts with a fairly ridiculous little mission, as you just indicated.
0: How do you do your research? Because I have always heard that writers should write what they know. Were were you in this field as an assassin?
3: Yeah. It's such a funny thing because I feel like we should write what interests us the most. And so a big part of me being a writer is doing all sorts of research into anything that holds my focus. I mean, one of my favorite things about being a thriller writer is any dark corner of the world, I get to wander over and shine a flashlight into it. So I've gone... Undercover in a mind control cult. So I've gone up and stunt airplanes. I've snuck on a demolition ranges with Navy SEALs and blown up cars. I've done all sorts of stuff because what I'm always trying to do is to give the reader a front row seat to the action. And um, with Orphan X, I did, you know, a lot of mixed martial arts training. By that, I don't mean I was great at it. It was largely a process of having my face introduced to the training mat again and again. But if I can experience something, I can write about it in a way that isn't cliched and the reader can actually feel like they're there. And so, you know, if I'm getting choked out myself, I might be able to describe that. I certainly can describe it a lot better than if I'm just sort of imagining what that would feel like. Mm-hmm.
2: You you also write for television and for the big screen, and then in your spare time, you are trying to end polarization in politics and the culture. That is a very large, very, very tall order. Why is that so important to you as an artist, Greg?
3: Well, because I think that if we, when we get too polarized, part of what happens is, is then we stop engaging in entertainment and everything becomes propaganda. The life comes out of art. And so, you know, when I'm writing a book, I'm always trying to make, I don't want to set up straw men characters, right, who are just there as sort of ideological punching bags. And so, my training, in a lot of ways as a novelist, and I've been doing this a long time, is to give everybody a fully, a, a fully three dimensional worldview, right? I don't want to just have a mustache twirling villain. And so a lot of that has been very helpful for me, you know, as I noticed the culture starting to really atomize and polarization and a lot of dehumanization um, referring to people who don't agree with all of our political beliefs. I thought it was very important to try and get people talking to each other and talking across the aisle and to figure out where there are solutions, where we can bridge build and negotiate and figure things out. Um, You know, one of the things that's really important in the orphan X books is I, I write about characters from all sorts of different backgrounds and my readership is the same. I'm in my readership and my book tour takes me through red States and blue States. And my crowds are, are very, very mixed. I'm not writing something that is, Propagandistic. I'm trying to write to the culture, um, and so that means that I, I listen a lot to the culture, and I understand people from all sorts of different backgrounds, and that's one of the joys of being a novelist.
2: So, before I'm sorry, before we go on, what what are you picking up that you can share with our listening audience and with your book lovers uh, about the culture in in your estimation today in 2024 as we ramp up for a political election?
3: Mm, that's a good. That's a really. Good question. I would say the biggest thing is we've done a lot of polling um, across very, very deep polling across America. And one of the things is that would surprise a lot of people is that about 80 percent of Americans agree on everything, almost everything, if you name an issue. Um, And a lot of what happens is the fragmentation comes from politicians who need to fundraise or social media apps, which are, you know, keep us stuck to our phones in order to, you know, make money and outrage and anxiety and depression and fear are a lot stickier than, you know, talking about a moderately, um, a, a sort of moderate step towards progress that's made in Congress, let's say. And so we're, we're constantly subjected to devices and opinions uh, and news channels and networks that are truly designed to infuriate and unsettle us because, The longer that we're stuck to our devices, uh, the more outraged we are, the more other people can make money. And so people are really shocked at a lot of times when there's an issue that seems immensely contentious on Twitter or on cable news, and we can pull up the polling and show that about 75 to, depending on the issue, 95% of Americans agree on everything.
1: Um,
3: And so it really comes down to what we're being told about each other, and the more we're fighting among each other – the more other influences can kind of keep draining draining money and resources, you know, ever upward.
0: Greg, as an author and a creative, what's your take on the role of AI in the industry?
3: Well, it's funny that you ask that. Um, you know, there's a there's a big thread about AI and technocrats that runs through Lone Wolf, the new Orphan X book. So I've, I've been having a pretty deep dive on it. I think there's, I think the key is to use a, a, a metaphor from Fantasia. The key is that we want to be Sorcerer or Mickey. We don't want to be the mop, the eyeless mops hauling buckets of water. What's the most important is where we are in relation to AI. Are we running AI? And it's another effective tool that can help us, you know, manage the world around us. Can it manage, uh, is it a tool that we can use to make things better for humanity? Or is it going to be something that we lose control of and put in, um, you know, make that sheerly geared towards profit with few people who have their hands on the levers. And so there's a couple key aspects of it that I would say, I mean, the first is, and we've, we've, we've done polling on this as well. People really want transparency. 97% of readers who we polled said that they don't want to read a book, a quote unquote, a book by a dead author. They have no interest in that. They want to know when they are reading something that is generated by a person versus, you know, ones and zeros and algorithms. The other thing I would say is what, what people really want is we want to see human excellence. You know, there's something to knowing that a human wrote something. No one wants to tune in to watch an AI basketball game. We want to see Michael Jordan soar. Mm-hmm. Why we watch the Olympics is to see humans doing incredible things. And so if we remove that from the equation, it's problematic. And I'd say the third thing is, that AI can't really do and act, in fact removes us from is a sense of community. We're pretty close now to being able to push a button and having say a F Scott Fitzgerald novel created just for us based on his prior books and we could say look make it half the length and my IQ is 115 so please use the vocab to that and let's not have any violence and we can specify everything. And on the one hand having bespoke Entertainment sounds like a dream, but if you really think about it, it sort of turns us into those people stuffed in the pods in the Pixar movie WALL-E where we're kind of floating around imbibing entertainment and books, let's say, that are only written for us, and we don't have any shared experience. Um, And, you know, we started to lose this a little bit when TV went to streaming that no longer did we have, you know, who shot Jr. or Mm. what's happening next week of Thrones. We almost had we have these like constipated conversations of saying, well, have you seen White Lotus? Well, what app is it on? Hang on. I'm in season one. (laughs) You're in season two. Like we, we, we can't talk anymore. We're losing these shared narratives. And what happens when I write an Orphan X book? There's one book that comes out every year. Everyone reads the same book. It's written by a human being. There's a notion of community that's in that rather than us floating around sort of removed from each other in our little pods and removed from our shared narratives. And so I think it's very important that we keep these things in measure and lean into those aspects of what's important. And part of the event that I'm going to, why go on book tour, is to talk to readers you know, and to be able to engage with people that's around a shared story. And that's increasingly important.
2: As Jennifer said, you're going to be here in just a couple of days, Thursday, February 15th. Um, do, you, do you love meeting your readers as much as they love meeting you? And by the way, if they want uh, tickets, they still have time, slcl.org forward slash events.
3: I love it. I mean, look, it's, it's such a weirdly multiple personality disorder syndrome to be a novelist. right? Cause half the time I'm in, I'm kind of in my cave typing away here, you know, and then all of a sudden I'm out and I'm meeting people, but I'm, I'm, it's such a, it's really is such a blessing to be honest with you. I mean, I just, it never gets old. I mean, this is my, this is going to be my, I think my 25th book. It's the ninth in the series. Um, every tour, seems to be better than the one before and you know it's like if I ever lose sight of gratitude that I that people actually pay me to do this for a living you know you can just push me off on an ice floe. <laughs> I mean who doesn't want to travel around and talk to people who are engaged with the story it's just it's an amazing it's an amazing thing so I I do love it I love I love talking to people um, and you know I consider it really an honor to get to meet people who are engaged in that way
0: well, St. Louis readers are looking forward to meeting you. Greg Hurwitz is the author of Lone Wolf, an Orphan X novel. He'll be at the Daniel Boone branch of St. Louis County Library on Thursday, February 15th at 7 p.m. Just go to slcl.org for more information. Greg, thank you so much for taking time out to chat with us and our listeners.
3: Oh, thanks for having me on. Look forward to seeing you all.
0: The Jennifer and Wendy Show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you ever envied another couple's relationship and wondered what is their secret to happiness? What makes them soulmates? Well, great relationships take work
2: from both people, and sometimes we all need a little help. So if you have ever thought about therapy, why not give BetterHelp a try? Believe it or not, it could be the most romantic thing you ever do. In your relationship. It is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapist at any time for no additional cost. Therapy can be a safe place to work through challenges you
0: face in all your relationships, whether with friends, work, your family, your significant other. It's not just for people who have experienced major trauma. It's for the rest of us who might be
2: considered the worried well. So become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Just visit BetterHelp.com slash J&W today. You'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash J-N-W.
0: A lot happening on Capitol Hill. I don't know if Jay O'Brien, ABC News correspondent in Washington, has even slept in the 48, last 48 hours, but he joins us now. Good morning, Jay.
2: Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Just a little bit. Happy Valentine's Day.
0: A lot going on. Tell us about the Senate passing the um, foreign aid package.
4: Yeah, so this happens um, early in the week. Twenty-two Republicans end up breaking from that pressure from former President Trump. They vote for this package. It happens after an overnight voting session. It gets voted early, early, early Tuesday morning um and so then what happens is or monday I'm, my 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 days are blending together they so to it's <laughs> capital though. Either, either way. So, um, but then, almost right after it comes out, Speaker Mike Johnson, you've heard this story before, starts to indicate that he's not going to put it on the House floor for a vote. He wants border provisions in it. Does that sound familiar? It's because he said that before. And and when he said that the last time, there were those bipartisan border negotiations that put out this bill, ultimately, that Johnson said he didn't like, because he said it wasn't hard lining up. So the question then becomes, do we play that game all over again? That doesn't look likely. Or is there some kind of move done that forces this bill onto the House floor without Johnson say-so. Um, there's really only one procedural move to do that. It would require Democrats partnering with moderate Republicans and signing onto this thing called a discharge petition that forces this bill around Johnson onto the House floor for a vote because, remember, it's already passed in the Senate. Those are very rarely successful. Them working and coming together is still unlikely, but as of right now, barring anything like that, it's unclear how this package of aid for Ukraine and Israel would actually pass Congress if it can't get essentially forced onto the House floor.
2: And there are, believe it or not, I mean, obviously, there are presidential campaign implications at play, correct? Correct. Well,
4: in, in a couple of different ways, yeah. And so, I mean, the first one is that this is a package that President Trump ha- has doesn't like. He didn't like the previous border uh, negotiations because um, he had said that, you know, he didn't think they were hard line enough. He pressured Republicans not to vote for the deal, and they didn't. And then, of course, uh, former President Trump has been very critical on the campaign trail of aid for Ukraine um, and, and kind of asking Republicans to draw a pretty hard line and really not do anything on a lot of these big topics. Until after the election year And there are a number of Republicans who have said Look, they believe that they can get a lot better Legislative deals if the White House Is controlled by a Republican And perhaps Republicans control at least one Maybe two chambers of Congress If that all happens electorally Uh, But the reality here is The White House President Biden says, look, when it, as it relates to Ukraine, they need this money now because this was supposed to be, this money was supposed to get to Ukraine in the fall. And then it was supposed to get to Ukraine in the winter. And now it's February, almost March, and they still haven't gotten this money. And so President Biden says, look, this is an urgent need that this country has. And it's being held up with all of this politics in Congress.
0: And, Jay, tell us about the vote to impeach, impeach the Homeland Security Secretary.
4: Well, this was the second time around, as you guys know. It was successful this time around because they still had three Republicans vote against it, which tanked it in pretty dramatic fashion last week. But this time, Steve Scalise was back from cancer treatment. They timed this vote on a day they knew that Scalise would be back because they needed his vote. This just shows you how slim Republican control of the House is. They needed 214 votes to pass this. They got exactly 214. No room for error. Now this goes to the Senate, where the Senate will hold a trial. Exactly the logistics of how they're going to do this, whether they do a big trial on the Senate floor, do a trial in a committee, which is their prerogative and they've done for some judicial impeachments in the past, is still unclear. But once these articles of impeachment formally get transmitted to the Senate, which could happen – as early as today and as late as weeks from now, the ball will be in the Senate's court.
0: Jay O'Brien, the man who never sleeps, so he can bring uh-huh. us the news from Capitol Hill. Thanks so much for joining us, Jay.
2: Thank you guys. Thank you, Jay. Um, you know, if if you're beginning if you're beginning to sort of panic, and I imagine some of you are panicking, there's nothing wrong with that, that's totally fine. But you don't need to panic when it comes to Valentine's Day. You just need to remember the name. We tell you about newsteaders all the time. Uh, they are wonderful, wonderful people. Uh, they are at the very tippy-tippy top of the jeweler business in the city of St. Louis and the county and, and the region. Because people trust them and have trusted them for generations. And they will have fun with you when you go in. Don't worry. There will not be raised eyebrows and, oh, you waited so long. I'm not sure what we can They will come up with something that is absolutely perfect for you and your budget and perfect for her. You're going to walk out with a gorgeous purple velvet box. She will have a tear. Valentine's Day is saved, even for those of you who have procrastinated. You might think, oh, I've just waited too long. I'll have to go to the mall. Don't go to the mall. Go to Newsteaders. They're located at the corner of Doherty Ferry and Big Bend Road. They are right off of 270 You will absolutely love the entire experience. Price points below $100. They have some of the most gorgeous lab-grown diamonds. They have mined diamonds, gemstones, whatever she wants. You'll find it at Newsteaders, wowdiamonds.com.
0: Coming up on top of the hour news with Jim Fairchild and more from ABC. We'll be back with the second hour of the Jennifer and Wendy show after that. And we'll chat with Erica Miller from the Chocolate Rooster in our next hour. This is the Big 550 KTRS, St. Louis.
2: You're asking me.
0: Whether it's your significant other, Valentine's Day, your favorite bro, your canine, spread a little love today, right? Mm, mm, mm. (laughs) Listen, I, I miss being young. The Royal Banks of Missouri text line is open. And once again, Mike from Accounting, I did check in with him to ask him if his wife, Melissa, listens because Saint Melissa. Here's what Mike from Accounting wrote No need for jewelry here. Got the Bissell Green Machine ordered. Melissa will wonder what exactly she did to deserve a husband like me.
2: Or she'll use it as a projectile, right? <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty easy to pitch across the room. So be careful, Mike, from accounting. And I said, does, does she listen? And he said, no worries. She
0: actually pays attention to her job.
2: <laughs> oh, my heavens. Oh, my heavens. I do think on Valentine's Day... Because I remember um, just believing that you have to, it can't be, so many people emphasize just the one day, mm-hmm. right? It's like you can have a relationship that's in tatters. And as long as you guys go out for a nice romantic dinner, every, it's like, yikes. It's got to be Valentine's Day every day. Right. Right? Now, in my
0: opinion only, 84126 Connor McCarthy is somewhat of a cynic about certain
2: public love relationship. So may I ask you, Connor, the ones that we're not allowed to mention, they both start with T and they're at a parade right now in Kansas City, but we're not going to mention it, Mr. Dorsey. Is the parade today? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. How much of a cynic are you about
0: love in general?
1: Valentine's Day? You guys call me a cynic with this. I don't think I'm a a cynic. I don't think I'm a cynic. I just think I'm a a realist realist. with this this particular relationship (laughs) that you were talking about.
0: Okay. So back to the question.
1: Oh, I, I don't think I'm cynical, no. I don't. About, About love. love? About love.
2: Look at us. We're, I mean, seriously. <laughs> we, they, there's, they only need one microphone in here. We both use it. Connor said something. We often apologize
0: to him, like, sorry, you have to work with two women in their 60s. And yesterday he said something like, mm, it'll come in handy in 30 years.
2: Which mm. we have been telling him. Yes, we have. <laughs> one day he's going to think, you know, what were their names? <laughs> They did occasionally share little truth nuggets, yeah, he'll be like fish to his nuggets. Wife, when they're in their fifties, you know, I
0: kind of remember something I remember. about this back in my youth. Something <laughs> vaguely about
2: women. The in, two grannies, and they tried to tell me about this in their sixties. Yeah, um, but we, we, you know, obviously we're having a Valentine's party. Did you read the one about the uh, the grandma who said that, or I think it was her grand? Maybe it was a child um but it was the kids don't have at her granddaughter school it was friendship day not valentine's
0: day right and people could not bring in homemade baked goods which i think has been the case for a while it has to be something prepared because Maybe of not the allergies. allergies
2: yeah and and i've never and i don't I mean, obviously, I'm not an allergist. I see one regularly. <laughs> but um, the the nut allergies that you hear about where somebody who is just exposed to a bag of peanuts, like if they're three oh, aisles right. up or three rows up on an airplane, and if you open up, they can have a reaction. Mm-hmm. What the heck? Well, On the Rural Banks-Missouri
0: text line, 84126, since it is Valentine's Day, and we did already announce our KTRS winner, but tell us something about your Valentine and why he or she is so great. And I want to tell you something that happened last week. Karen Foss was in town because she was inducted into the KSDK Inaugural Hall of Fame. With you. She stayed with us, and she still has a storage locker here. So Karen wanted to go check it out. It's with her daughter and see what was in it. And so my best friend Patty went with her and drove her. And there was a a poster, large framed poster painting and a mirror that they fit, just barely fit into Patty's little Kia. And then Patty's driving ability is equal to mine. Let's say Mm. she's not that comfortable driving. So they were looking for a UPS store and they called me just as I was, leaving Newsteaders and said, we've been driving around. We've gone to four UPS stores and we can't find anyone who will ship these things to Santa Fe that it costs under a thousand dollars and they were exhausted and they were hungry. And I said, without thinking, are you kidding me? Call Mark Jansen, go call Mark Jansen, text him. He'll take care of it. And you ladies can go to lunch. And then I thought, I don't usually speak for him. But I felt certain. Oh, you'll get over certain. that. You'll get over that. <laughs> I felt certain. And so Patty and Karen Foss texted Mark Jansen, and he said the exact same thing I did. He said, ladies, you know, go to lunch. You're asking- Today, whether it's your significant other, Valentine's Day, your favorite bro, your canine, spread a little love today, right? Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Listen, I, I miss being young. The Royal Banks of Missouri text line is open. And once again, Mike from Accounting. I did check in with him to ask him if his wife, Melissa, listens because Saint Melissa. Here's what Mike from Accounting wrote No need for jewelry here. Got the Bissell Green Machine ordered. Melissa will wonder what exactly she did to deserve a husband like me.
2: Or she'll use it as a projectile, right? I mean, <laughs> it's it's pretty easy to pitch across the room. So be careful, Mike, from accounting. And I said, does, does she listen? And he said, no worries. She actually pays attention to her job. <laughs> oh, my heavens. Oh, my heavens. I do think on Valentine's Day... Because I remember um, just believing that you have to – it can't be – so many people emphasize just the one day, mm-hmm. right? It's like you can have a relationship that's in tatters, and as long as you guys go out for a nice romantic dinner, every, it's like, yikes. It's got to be Valentine's Day every day. Right. Right? Now, in my opinion only, 84126.
0: Connor McCarthy is somewhat of a cynic about certain public love relationship
2: so may i ask you connor the ones that we're not allowed to mention mm, they mm, both right. start with t and they're at a parade right now in kansas city but we're not going to mention it mr dorsey the parade today
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. yes
2: it is how much of a cynic are you about love in general I,
0: well, valentine's you, Day? you guys call
1: me a cynic with this i She's don't think, I'm a, I don't a think I'm a cynic i don't think i'm a cynic i just think i'm a, a, realist, a realist with this with this particular relationship <laughs> that you were talking about
0: okay so back to the question
1: Oh, I, I don't think I'm cynical, no. I don't. About, About love. love? About love.
2: Look at us. We're, I mean, seriously. <laughs> we they, there's They only need one microphone in here. We both use it.
0: Connor said something. We often apologize to him, like, sorry, you have to work with two women in their 60s. And yesterday he said something like, mm, it'll come in handy in 30 years. Which mm. we
2: have been telling him. Yes, we have. <laughs> one day he's going to think, you know, what were their names? They did occasionally share little truth nuggets, yeah, he'll like be saying
0: fish to his nuggets. Wife, when they're in their fifties, you know, I kind of remember something I remember. about this back
2: in my youth. Something <laughs> vaguely about women, the in... two grannies, and they tried to tell me about this in their sixties. Yeah, um, but we, we, you know, obviously we're having a Valentine's party. Did you read the one about the uh, the grandma who said that, or I think it was her grand? Maybe it was a child um but it was the kids don't have at her granddaughter's school it was friendship day not valentine's day right and people
0: could not bring in homemade baked goods which i think has been the case for a while it has to be something prepared because Maybe of not the allergies. allergies
2: yeah and and i've never and i don't I mean, obviously, I'm not an allergist. I see one regularly, <laughs> but um, the the nut allergies that you hear about, where somebody who is just exposed to a bag of peanuts, like if they're three oh, aisles right. up or three rows up on an airplane, and if you open up, they can have a reaction. Mm-hmm. What the
0: heck? Well. On the Rural Banks-Missouri text line, 84126, since it is Valentine's Day, and we did already announce our KTRS winner, but tell us something about your Valentine and why he or she is so great. And I want to tell you something that happened last week. Karen Foss was in town because she was inducted into the KSDK inaugural Hall of Fame. With you. She stayed with us. And she still has a storage locker here. So Karen wanted to go check it out. It's with her daughter and see what was in it. And so my best friend Patty went with her and drove her. And there was a a poster, large framed poster, painting, and a mirror that they fit, just barely fit into Patty's little Kia. And then Patty's driving ability is equal to mine, let's say. Mm. She's not that comfortable driving. So they were looking for a UPS store. And they called me just as I was Leaving newssteaders and said, We've been driving around, we've gone to four UPS stores and we can't find anyone who will ship these things to Santa Fe that it costs under a thousand dollars and they were exhausted and they were hungry. And I said without thinking, Are you kidding me? Call Mark Jansen. Go call Mark Jansen, text him. He'll take care of it. And you ladies can go to lunch. And then I thought, I don't usually speak for him. But I felt Oh, you'll get over certain. that. You'll get over that. <laughs> I felt certain. And so Patty and Karen Foss texted Mark Jansen, and he said the exact same thing I did. He said, ladies, you know, go to lunch, those things home. I've got it. I'll take care of it. <sighs> Can you see Karen and Patty driving around, stopping at all different UPS stores? Because I'm imagining how big
2: the the, <laughs> well, the package would have been. It and- just fit into a Kia. Yeah, that's I'm surprised it didn't break. Because obviously there's it was, glass. Yeah, the mirror did not break
0: and I think the framed poster was uh, plexiglass. Wow. <laughs> anyway, what has your love done? 84126,
2: the Royal Banks of Missouri text line. We would love to hear from you. We love love and uh and I've I have mentioned that my love this year. Uh, he has spent an inordinate amount of time at Newsteader's Fine Jewelers because it was our 35th wedding anniversary. And uh, so, you know, he just, he wanted it to be special. And believe me, it was, I still owe Eric and Diana and Richard and Jackie a couple of boxes of Kleenex because I did cry. Absolutely. I, I cried a lot. And what's so funny is they say, I mean, their, their website is Wow Diamonds. One of the reasons is that nobody can spell Newsteaders, not even the Newsteaders can spell Newsteaders. But Wow Diamonds, when when Eric says in his commercial that the reason they call them Wow Diamonds is because all you can say when you see one is Wow, I was living proof of that. I said Wow about 100 times. Uh, Newsteaders Fine Jewelers, they are wonderful friends of KTRS. They are wonderful friends of this show. uh, And we are so happy uh, about that because they're just great people and you have to be comfortable. Um you don't want to feel like you have to walk in and present your, you know, your line of credit and all of these financial hoops that you have to, to, to jump through in some jewelry stores. They want to get to know you. Um, Because they know that this is an incredible purchase that you're making. And on Valentine's Day, uh, if you want to get engaged, if you have decided today, and believe it or not, there are people deciding today that they want to get engaged. There's still time at Newsteaders. They are located on Doherty Ferry Road at uh, at the intersection of Doherty Ferry and Big Bend right off of 270. So easy to get to. Um, and, and you will feel comfortable. Uh, they do not rush you. They have jewelry in all price points. And as I keep telling you, it, the day is going to end with you being the hero. You will be the hero or you will be the heroine, whichever. But it's going to work out for everybody. WowDiamonds.com. You will love the New steaders experience.
1: Jennifer and Wendy. Song of the Day. And I write
0: on
4: the Big 550. KTRS.
0: Captain and Tennille, our song of the day Love Will Keep Us Together. That she toured with the Beach Boys for a year, and she was the one and only Beach Girl as the keyboardist.
2: And he—he he was Captain the, the Captain Daryl Dragon. Um, He—that's his name. Mm-hmm. That's um, his real name? Yeah, that was Daryl Dragon. Dragon. Daryl Dragon. Dragon. I swear. <laughs> sounds, his, sounds very fake. His father was like an opera Carmen s- Dragon. Carmen mm-hmm. Dragon. Yeah, and um, she sang background for Elton John on "Don't Let yes. the Sun Go Down on Me." And she was from Alabama. They ultimately ended up divorcing, didn't they?
0: They did get divorced after 41 years of marriage. And she had a memoir where apparently she wrote that not very nice things about him for their entire marriage that he was controlling. They always had separate bedrooms. However, they remained friends. And when he died in 2019, she was there with him. Go figure.
2: I have um, I have heard of that before. I've where, heard that
0: some people yeah. are... I have a cousin who's divorced and they have four kids and they are great divorced couple. And yeah. she lives in Atlanta. He lives in Maryland. He went through cancer treatment. He moved back to Atlanta so he could be with her. And she said, this is the father of my children. Right. And he is always welcome here. That's right. And I will always take care of him. And they both said, we get along so
2: much better now Not that we're divorced. Married.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Our quote, today from Audrey Hepburn. Mm. The best thing to hold on to in life is each other. Oh, I love that. I love that, too. I loved Audrey Hepburn.
2: Yeah, she was, um, um, and this is pure sarcasm because I want to make sure before I, I can... Thank I, you. I was going to say, <laughs> she wasn't much to look at. I mean, she was absolutely <laughs> perfect. You look at these, and especially like in documentaries, mm-hmm. you look at photographs of her, and she was flawless. She almost didn't look human. She looked like a drawing. She was so, so beautiful with those humongous eyes. She really
0: was inside and out. What a wonderful
2: person. Yes, indeed. Um, Almost, you know, I mean, speaking of beauty, Walter Knoll Florist, if you are, uh, if you're looking for flowers today, and we know that you are, it is Valentine's Day. Mark Dorsey just delivered beautiful roses to the studio, our boss. And yes, a lot of you want to apply to work at the Big 550 because of that delivery. Um, That is is just sort of what it's like around here. And we're so, so happy to have Walter Knoll as such an uh, important part of the KTRS story. And uh, especially on days like today... When flowers are at the forefront, um, you're going to you're going to get a, a terrific bouquet. You're going to get a beautiful arrangement, and you're not going to overpay for it. Uh, they feel very strongly about that. I think that's one of the reasons why they have been in business in the St. Louis area, serving the region since the late 1800s. Um, that's the kind of thing that people remember. That's a kind of uh, that's a kind of work in uh, professional the professionalism that people pass down through their families. Um, that's the kind of thing that families remember and uh, they stay loyal to Walter Knoll florist because they're going to get they know they're going to get a lot of bang for their buck. And uh, somebody today is going to be very fortunate to be receiving a Walter Knoll Florist masterpiece wkf.com. Happy Valentine's Day from everybody at Walter Knoll.
1: Love you. Baby, I'm amazed the way you pulled me
0: out of time. You hung me Wendy just I'm pointed out that because it's Ash Wednesday, she's fasting, so is Mark. And we're about to test you because Erica Miller from the Chocolate Rooster is in the studio with us again. Erica, good to see you. Good to see you. Thank when you. were you here last time? We were trying to remember how
2: long ago it was.
0: We'd like to say we discovered you.
2: Yeah, I don't know many moguls.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I think it was about a year and a half ago. Okay. Uh, maybe, uh, yeah.
0: Well, tell us about the Chocolate Rooster, because Wendy and I sat here, we looked up at the Drew Barrymore Show one day, and I said, OMG, Erica Miller is on the Drew Barrymore Show, So technically, all for the Chocolate Rooster.
2: if we had fallen off our chairs and broken our <laughs> hips...
5: That would be
0: on you and Drew. You know, How did the Chocolate Rooster start?
5: The Chocolate Rooster started 13 years ago when I started making cupcakes. It was a specific chocolate cupcake and held it up in my... I said, what should this cupcake be called? And it was the Chocolate Rooster. My daughter said it. She was five. She's 18 now. And that name stuck, but it's always been cupcakes. And it started out a long time ago with chocolates, but now specifically only gooey butter. I have found... I have found my sweet spot, if I may say so myself. Okay, so
0: where did you start selling, and when were you able to quit your day job?
5: I started selling just to friends and family all those years ago, and then really started selling at the New Melly Country Market, and then I went to the Lake St. Louis Farmer's Market, which I've... You know, have a great following there. I love that community. Um, Max Local Eats has been buying them now from me for two years. And they're permanently on the menu. They're the only restaurant that I sell at. Um, and I kind of like it being exclusive like that because I love, I I just love that it's the one place. You know, it's so St. Louis, you know, mm-hmm. across from Forest Park. And I, now I sell online across the United States.
2: Wow. And then connect the dots between... Between the Chocolate Rooster and Drew Barrymore, because we have talked about it, but I think a lot of people have probably missed
5: it. So it all happened with the New Melly Country Market. I was working here in this building for a financial firm. At Westport. At Westport, yeah, at Westport. And um, my financial advisor I worked with calls me into his office and said, I've got really good news for you and really bad news for me. And this was... December of
2: 2021
5: Uh oh yeah and I said okay let's have it <laughs> I want the good news for me tell me he had met Whitney in the city we i we have known her but he had met her at a dinner and he didn't realize that Whitney share who we know is Whitney in the city and she's a she's a food blogger and she, he told her about my cupcakes, how the new Melly market was selling out crazily and, like, crazy speeds, you know, in the beginning, and it just progressed. And she came by, like, the office she called me that day, and then she came by the next day and got cupcakes from me, and then she posted – Max found out about me and ordered December thirty-first, twenty twenty-one. They were my first order in January of twenty twenty two. It was like January 6th, they ordered Max local Max each. Ordered 20 individual cupcakes. Wow. Is it worth the hype? Is it not? And I get lost easy. <laughs> so I'm like driving here, like, oh my God, where am I going? And um, you know, I think that just between Max and Whitney and Josh. My poor boss, who I left then in November of 2022, I, I quit my full-time job. I quit in August of 2022, stayed a little while, you know, to help him out because it's a two-person office, wow. you know, but he so I he I was it. not
0: familiar with Whitney in the City, but people are already texting in. So, oh, so yeah. So that's the food blog?
5: She's the food blogger, Whitney in the City. So Whitney went crazy for my gooey butters. She ended up buying some for Christmas that year. I gave them to her. I'm like, please take my cupcakes. You can have anything you want. Um, and she was taking them. Her, she was taking them in for uh, their Christmas party, and decided to leave every single one in the car and did not bring anything. <laughs> did not bring any of the cupcakes, and they ate them all themselves. Wow. <laughs> but no. So she's she's been a huge supporter, and I I don't think that I would have gotten to Chelsea to to Studio STL, which is. Chelsea's
0: the one who... Chelsea is the anchor on KTVI, Channel 2, right. of the mid-morning show called S- Studio STL. Yes,
5: Chelsea Haynes, yes. And so is
0: Chelsea Haynes the one who took you to J- the Drew Barrymore show?
5: So she called me January 4th. January's like, give me the, new, give me the fresh start, you know? Mm-hmm. So she calls me January 4th. Actually, she texted me. She's like, Happy New Year. I'm like, aren't we done with New Year? <laughs> Not really, but I'm like, okay. I'm like... Hi, Chelsea. Happy New Year. She goes, I'm going to call you in a bit. I got some exciting news. I'm like, okay. And yeah, so she called me and she said that it's been in the works for a few months. And she was adamant to bring my gooey butter cupcakes, which were supposed to be shipped. And I called my mentor, Alan Pratzel. Pratzel's Deli. Oh, sure. Alan is, he's been my mentor since we both worked on the same floor here at Westport. He's mentored me, like, while I was doing the farmer's market before I started shipping. So, Alan thank you and he I called him and he says to me I'm freaking out about the volume I'm going to get afterwards and he goes no he's like don't worry about that i've got things in my back pocket if you need it what you need to make sure of is getting the cupcakes there yourself because you can't rely on ups so they wanted them there on like a monday which means I'd have to overnight them, overnight them on a Thursday. Mm. And I found that on Thursday, and I hadn't started baking yet because they, they have to be as fresh as possible, you wow. know? So Alan convinced me to drive them or to fly them myself to New York, and I bought the most expensive plane ticket I wow. had ever purchased because <laughs> <laughs> it was so quick, and stay with my brother who lives in Park Slope, and he had these awesome tubs, like, ready for me because he, uh, he does pizza. He... he we're we're we're, we're, we're a food family. family. We are a food family, and he had these amazing totes. So as I'm driving into Manhattan with all my stuff <laughs> and these beautiful like presentation to take to CBS studios, get out of here! Get out of here! It and sounds
2: like a Cinder. I mean, like a Cinderella with flour. Can I tell Doesn't you it?
5: more? Yeah. Can I tell you more?
2: Yeah, of okay. course. Because it's
5: like the best thing ever. <laughs> Sorry, I'm <afraid>. gonna <laughs> try.
2: That's okay.
5: <laughs> so, anywho, so, um, so my sister in law obviously lives there because my brother lives there. I had, was just there for Christmas time with my daughter. We go to New York every year to go visit. Yada yada. We get there, and I and I was not even going to go to the show. And Chelsea finds out that I'm flying the cupcakes myself, and says, "You have to go to the show." I'm like, "Well, no, I, you know, I'm not trying to steal anybody's spot. I just." I just was told by my mentor that I have to do this and I'm going to listen to him. And she goes, no, you, you need to see it, you know, contact Marina and see if you can get tickets. I'm like, well, okay. And so I did. And I got a VIP ticket. I'm like, wait, I've got a sister-in-law. I'm like, can I get a second ticket? So we had two VIP tickets to the show, which was cool. Cause we like cut in line, woohoo! you know? Um, so we go and we're like in this holding room with like everybody and they like serve raisins and water. It's cool. I tried buying raisins afterwards and didn't like them as much. <laughs> so, anywho. So, we're all in this holding room, and this lady comes up. She goes, hi, my name's Marina. And we've been the one emailing back and forth, you know, like, dozens of times throughout this whole event. And she goes, can I talk to you out there? And so, we go out in the hall, and it's just like, you know when you're, like, in your mode, and you're like, well, you know, and you can't see me, but I'm, like, putting my eyes to the ceiling. Um, you yeah, know, Jay's going to, you know, maybe ask you a question or whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever.
2: I'm like, I'm just happy with the conversation.
5: Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm like dancing out there trying to, you know, I'm it's like a so shame. happy.
0: It's a shame you have no energy. I, was Erica. Gonna say, I know. I was going to say.
5: I'll have,
2: if we're in a coffee shop, I'll have, I'll what, have she's what she's having. having. I will
5: say this when I after when the order started coming in, I did have to say next to even be able to rein this all in to even be able to bake because it was so much. So
2: this is how this is how you are at like resting speed, right?
5: <laughs> now, I'm really excited because I've been so busy. I haven't taken any moment off. So this is like the first time I'm really going to talk about this because oh my God. I, I haven't even been able to promote this yet. I'm just so busy just because of being let's, a let's, mogul. Let me tell you what happens let me tell you what happens. So I we're, I go back into the holding room and we're all like ushered in and there's like a... My name's on a seat. This is Erica. I mean, someone else might have been scratched out or whatever. I don't mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. It's there, you know. <laughs> my daughter's named Julia after uh, the wedding singer, Fifty first Dates. We love Drew's character so much. So I'm just like minding my own business, doing my thing. I'm like dancing to like, you know, Tricky and all this kind of stuff. You know, they're pumping up the crowd and Isla Fisher comes out first. Cool. That's so awesome. And then the next segment is a St. Louis segment.
0: Which was really good. I think Chelsea, aside from Erica Miller and the Chocolate Rooster, did such a great job of showing the rest of the country special things about St. Louis. She, I've never met her, but I thought she did a wonderful job.
5: she You can feel her presence mm-hmm. when you're near her. Yes. I adore her. She did such an amazing job. So, you remember, hi, Miss Marina. You know? Right. So, she comes back over. She goes, oh, my gosh. So, now she's, like, herself. You know, she goes, Drew wanted to try the cupcakes before she went on stage, and she loved them and had every single person try them. I'm like, uh, okay. And at this point, a camera's on me. <laughs> Somebody comes up and brings me a microphone. And I'm like, okay. Well. Wow. This is going to happen. It's a good thing I'm not even in the room. <laughs> because... <laughs> <laughs> you know, trying to get trying to get 150 bags of gooey butter bites packed up to go and have two check bags that you're hoping to God don't get squished beyond belief. By the way, I have never seen my product in such pristine condition. Vegas, Las Vegas, it was. There you go. They <laughs> took the most special care. I, they didn't, but th- God, I, they knew you were a God. mogul. It was amazing. Um, Erica
0: Miller, The Chocolate Rooster, we are so happy to see you again. Where can people f- find your website? Because now you say you're shipping yes. nationwide.
5: the cho- at uh, thechocolaterooster.com.
2: Okay. Yes. People love your energy. She is a complete hoot. I watched her on that show. She was great. Um, so if this is what happens when you enjoy any product from The Chocolate Rooster, that you have this energy... I mean, obviously. It is fantastic. <laughs> thank you so much for taking time to
0: come in and see us. Erica. Happy
2: Valentine's Happy Day. Valentine's. Don't forget thank us you so much. Don't forget yeah. us. Never. And when you're global you. right. and, and probably doing the Taylor and Travis wedding Reception. There you go. The yeah. chocolate oh rooster.
0: com. Thank you yes. so much, Erica Thank Miller. You. Just a reminder, every Saturday at three here on the Big 550, you can listen to Keep What's Yours. And that is a radio show hosted by Jeff Zufall of Capital Advisory Group and Josh Gilbert from the Heidi Glau show. And they talk about money and it's February 14th. So before long, it'll be time to file your taxes. Jeff Zufall and Capital Advisory Group can help you with that. The radio show is called Keep What's Yours, uh, named after the book that Jeff wrote called Keep What's Yours. It's all about keeping more of your hard-earned dollars in your pocket and not overpaying Uncle Sam. Jeff had new clients who came to him and said, we overpaid our taxes. So he Refiled them and was able to recoup money for some of his clients. But don't let yourself get in that situation. 636 394 5524. If you're interested in becoming a client, you can look them up online, capitaladvisorygrp.com, or get to know Jeff by listening in to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall and Josh Gilbert right here every Saturday at 3 on the Big 550.
1: Long before I do.
0: Are you familiar with Jenny Cavanaugh? She was named the A's lead play-by-play announcer yesterday. No. And it says she is the first female lead play-by-play in Major League Baseball history. Of course, you know, I'm not a big sports fan, but I guess she's been, she has had an 18-year career. Had you heard of her? I, I
1: hadn't, but I saw the story.
0: Yeah. She was previously the Rockies' backup play-by-play announcer, pre- and post-game host, and regional TV reporter covering Colorado for the last 12 years.
2: No pressure
0: there. I love that. I mean, honestly, at my age, I remember there was a time in local news when the management said, there's no way anybody will watch two female anchors do the news. Which was... They believed
2: it. Yeah. Well, sure. Sure.
0: And they were proven wrong.
2: Everything, you know, every idea from the ancient world eventually, and I'm talking about our world, Mm -hmm. the ancient world, is, is, can be proven wrong, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to that kind of thing. So, um, good for her. Good for her. I mean, it's certainly going to rock the boat in a way that maybe it needs to be rocked. Connor McCarthy's
0: 26. When, if ever, did you start watching local news, Connor? Or were you watching it as you were growing up because parents were watching it?
1: Uh, I've never really watched local mm-hmm. news.
0: Well, they all the consultants say young, of course, these days people are watching it less and less, but that it's when a young person buys a house know, yeah. that they start caring what goes on at the end of their driveway and their community. I'm sure having children might have something to do with that, too, mm-hmm. at a certain point, because they start. Well, it's not that about- I
1: don't care. It's just that I just I don't yeah. really watch local news like that. When I'm watching TV, I'm watching something I I want mm-hmm. to watch. Right. I'm not just putting on a channel.
0: And I know you're up to date on things. So you get news from mm-hmm. other sources, right? Sure. Where?
1: Yeah. Uh, on, like online, the Internet, social yeah. media, those kind mm-hmm. of places. Well,
2: and yeah, that's what I was going to say. You know, he grew up in a world where the information was delivered to his phone in real time you know, we, we grew up in a world where the newspaper was delivered in the morning and in the afternoon. Um, and so, yeah, I, I remember, I do remember the stories. I can't remember who she was with. Wasn't it Karen? And there was somebody with Karen when they had, they had two women. Um, well, over the years, there have been
0: many. i i I would think Karen at some point anchored with Kay Quinn or D.N. Lane, and she was also paired with Stan Stovall and Dick Ford and right. John Wilson. It was just such a thing, and mm-hmm. you thought,
2: seriously? Seriously. As you were watching, good or bad or just different? No, wonderful. Yeah. Like, no, nothing. But but it, I just remember the coverage in the press being like, oh, my gosh. And you're thinking, I don't get that because in the the world of entertainment – Okay, you Mm -hmm. had Lucy and Ethel, you had Trixie and what's her name from the Honeymooners. Right, and let's not even talk about the women who were into sports and covering sports and
0: how difficult it must have been for those first women going in the locker room. I've talked to some of them who said there were times when players tried to intimidate them, uh, you know, because it was a new thing. From the three women 4 isn't it amazing how narrow-minded and really crazy that was? We thought... We thought back in the day, it's almost like we were not educated.
2: How could we have been so discriminatory? Yeah. And um, that, but I think that's why I, and this is, I don't want to, you know, hit the hornet's nest or anything, but when people say that you have to, you know, wipe somebody off the face of the earth in terms of the record books because of an attitude that they had, In the 1970s or 60s or 50s or 40s or the 19th century, that was the way of the world. And believe it or not, there are things that are deeply held today that will make your children cringe, you know, when you have kids. So you're just not, you're not thinking about it because it is the accepted norm. And everything, time changes people, time changes attitudes, um it's a it's a fascinating time to be alive. It really is. I have wondered what those things will be. Me is too. It gender, me is too. It
0: sexuality, these things we make our society makes a big deal about that makes it difficult for the people who are in that camp, L G B T Q, X I A and mm-hmm. twenty five years from now we we'll will look back at it be? and say, Good heavens, what was wrong with people?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I do think that you're already seeing th- this particular generation, um, whether it's the millennials or, or whomever, um, they are not going to play by our rules the way we played by previous mm-hmm. generations. Which rules. I think
0: is wonderful.
2: I think, it, I think it is, too. I think, you know, I'm sure there's, uh, there's always room for adjustment. There's always room for transition. Um, from one from one sphere to another when it comes to acceptable societal norms. Um, And it's just going to be fun. It's going to be fun
0: to watch. I was having dinner. There four of us. We're each 10 years apart. We had all been in the news business and we were talking about looking back, you know, what would we have done differently? And being a rule follower was something we all sort of regretted. Why were we rule followers? Because, Just because, every, because, people because everybody told us. had been
2: mm-hmm. because everybody had been. And there's a there's a place for that. You know, there were times of great wars that we you can't have a lot of mavericks out there, you know, unless it's the movie Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can't have that when when your country is at war and fighting for survival. And that was what was going on a lot of the time. From the 314,
0: something long overdue is a female president. I think we both agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think we do, for sure. And I know plenty of you in the listening audience have had female bosses, what we all have. And of course, there are good good ones and bad ones. But I do think styles of communication, just really basic, are different for men and women. I've never had a female boss. Oh, you have not? No, I have oh, I've had many. I have not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think it's a great world. Just my personal opinion, anecdotally, in my experience, women listen differently than men. Obviously, not all women, not all men. Connor, have you ever had a female boss? Uh,
1: Yeah, probably. I -hmm. think. Yeah. Managers or boss. Yeah.
2: Any big deal to you? No. I mean, 26
0: years old. So it's like, I didn't didn't think anything of it. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. And and I think that, you know, you're coming out of a a household, you know, where your mother was certainly one of the bosses. And so for a young man his age, I'm sure that wasn't any big thing at all.
1: Uh, Yeah. Well, she she was the only boss. She was the boss. Yeah. She was the boss.
2: Capital Mm -hmm.
0: B. Well, of course, (laughs) when I was young, we used to feel sorry for kids whose mothers had to work outside the home. My cousins, my aunt worked my mom was stay at home t- until we were teenagers,
2: and we used to feel sorry for them. I didn't know any mothers who right. worked. I didn't know any mothers who worked. as high- People are probably driving off the road. Working outside the home. Working outside I mean. the home. Yeah, they're yeah. working inside the home, but mm-hmm. not outside the home. I didn't even know any. All well, the moms were stay at home moms. That's why you had to mind your Ps and Q's. <laughs> because the mom next door That's exactly right. She would she would certainly call your mother without any problem at all and tell her exactly what you were up to. Uh from the through and
0: four, my worst boss was a female, but my absolute best boss is a female
2: and thankfully my current boss. From the 618, in my experience, our male bosses were more laid back. It seemed as though the females I worked for felt they had something to prove, and I am a female. Um, and I, I could see that. I could see that, depending on the the era, right? Connor, this is from the 314. <laughs>
0: this is funny. You have two female bosses sitting next yeah, to you right they, now. Yeah, there you go. That's true.
2: <laughs> I feel so powerful. <laughs>
0: Happy Valentine's Day everyone John Carney Julie Buck up next this time ah. together, just to have a laugh